Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dishing with Digest. I'm Stephanie Sloan, Editorial Director, here with Mara Levinsky, Senior Editor. Hi, everyone. Well, Mara, we may be in the waning days of summer, but the soaps are still bringing the heat. So on Bold and Beautiful, we're going to see Ridge come clean to Brooke about his Monaco smooch with Taylor. And let me just say, I am here for that. I mean, I think it is so interesting that Ridge basically turned his back on Brooke for months and punished her for kissing Deacon while intoxicated, which was Sheila influence, though they didn't know that at the time. And then he goes and has a serious kiss with his ex, who he has been kind of like crossing the line with here and there anyway. I mean, is he so committed to Brooke? I don't know. I mean, you know I love me some Torsten K, but Ridge has got some stuff to answer for. Um, now, over at Young and the Restless, they're diving into their own history by having Chelsea tell Billy that she wants Johnny to know that she's his bio mom, not Victoria. I think it's so cool that they're mining that story point, which if you think about is pretty major that it hasn't been like really addressed yet. Mm-hmm. And now they're turning it into a story for these three very talented actors. Um, but our cover this week is General Hospital and you have all the scoop about what's happening over there. I do indeed. So first and foremost, the verdict is in and Trina is poised to find out her fate. But there are a lot of X factors in the mix. You know, you've got Portia and Curtis willing to undertake a very risky scheme to bring Oz out of his coma in the hopes that he will exonerate Trina at the 11th hour. You've got Sonny tasking Dex with tampering with the jury as he tries to ensure an acquittal for Trina. So it's, it's going to be an exciting race to the finish line for that story arc. Uh, opposite that, Nicholas is going to make a shocking confession to Victor as the heat is turned up on the question of where Esme disappeared to. And on top of that, I spoke with one of the show's uh, co-head writers, Dan O'Connor, about the deepening mystery surrounding the beloved character of Liz. Dan told me uh, that what he calls the big untold story of Liz's past is far from over. And the show will be further exploring the real reason that Elizabeth is so estranged from her immediate family, namely uh, her father, Jeff. Well, that's welcome news to me. So I hope it will also be to Rebecca Herbst's loyal fans. You know, we had such a nice response to last week's podcast with her. So it's so great to hear that there's going to be some movement in that story. Um, And, you know, GH really is full in the anniversary department. You've been very busy. Now, hot on the heels of Rebecca's 25th and Ken Schreiner's 45th as Scotty, we have another one to celebrate. And lucky you got to interview the subject in question. 
Yes. Also in this issue, we've got an interview with Leslie Charlson, who is marking her 45th anniversary in the role of Monica Quartermain. The big surprise for me in that conversation uh, is that I found out she actually does kind of get tired of saying regarding the Quartermain mansion, it's my house. Alan gave it to me. Wait, I uh, love that part too. I don't think I ever told you. <laughs> um, I mean, talk about learn something new every day. I also have some hot casting scoop of sorts because in the new issue, we uh, also interviewed people who were behind the scenes at each of the four soaps and i spoke with the daughter of the father-daughter duo that has been serving as gh's florists for the past many decades her dad actually constructed the bouquet that scotty baldwin famously caught at luke and laura's wedding back in 1981 uh, and and drum roll please the moss in the corinthos kitchen will be making an on-screen comeback very soon <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible because that moss was certainly a hot commodity and the focus of a lot of water cooler chat, if you will. So welcome back to the moss. Yes. Can I just say she and I talked about the moss for a lot longer than I had room for page wise, but uh, she was so tickled that the audience had such a response to the moss. Uh, she was shocked by it and, uh, you know, just got a big kick. So, so yes, I hope that the, that the Twitter account devoted to the Moss is ready to fire back up. Oh, I do too. Can't wait to read it. Um, now, the biggest news on Days of Our Lives these days, besides the show moving to Peacock in September, of course, is not only the resurrection of Stefan via Jake's heart, but also the fact that our guest today, Robert Scott Wilson, has pivoted from playing serial killer with a heart of gold, Ben Weston, to playboy businessman, Alexander Kariakis, the offspring of Angelica Devereaux and Justin Kariakis. So let's check in with him to see how it's all going. Hi, Rob. Hey, what's going on? Not too much. How you doing? Doing well. I'm doing well. Well, you have been a guest on this podcast twice before, but since we last talked, you have a new Salem identity, Alexander Kiriakis. So let's get right into it. So first, tell us about the conversation you had with the show's co-executive producer, Albert Alar, back in January of this year, when he first broke the news of the show's plans for you. Well, I um, I just got back home from Christmas break, and I had I had... I don't know. I had a couple of feelings about possibilities of, of just the change. I felt like there was a change coming for some reason. And sure as, sure as hell, um, I got a phone call from Albert and, uh, he was like, Hey, we gotta, we gotta talk. We got some, we got some changes coming and I want to run it by you. I want to see how you feel about it. Um, I was also at the end of one, one cycle of my contract. So I knew there's always some uh, possible changes or storyline or whatever it may be. And I was gearing up for my next, uh, portion of it. And uh, I pretty much sat down on the floor of my apartment and had this conversation with him. And he had said, "We're, uh, you know, we're, we're sending Ben and Sierra off, we're giving them the happy ending um, to appease all the fans and to and to round out that storyline. And instead of finding ways to bring back Ben as, uh, you know, this or that or another one of these things that we've done a million times, he goes, we sat in the writers' room and we all said, what do we do with Rob Scott Wilson?" And they're like, let's just write him a brand new character. And I was like, what do you mean, write me a brand new character? <laughs> what, what, what do you mean? Like Ben was, that's, that's my, Ben's my guy. <laughs> um, and uh, he like, well, he goes, well, I think you're going to like this. He goes, you know, Ron had brought it up and uh, you're going to be a Kyriakis now. I was like, what? He's like, but you're going to, you're going to come in. He's, uh, it's going to be Alexander Kyriakis. He's a, a, this ruthless businessman. He's a bit of a playboy. He comes in there with intentions of uh, trying to see his family and possibly get his hand in, in the business, whether it be, you know, undercutting somebody or ultimately doing it to try to help his family. Um, we'll go through the turmoils and the, and the drama of that. 
And, uh, you know, he, he loves ladies. He's going to be this guy who comes in and he's going to cause a stir in town. He's, he's a, a lot of fun. Everything is opposite of Ben. So don't think it's going to be like another version or a twin down the road. This is a different character. He's like, um, on top of that, obviously, eventually he's going to find the person that makes him change his ways and we'll find out why he has been this way and why he was this, this playboy esque type guy. Um, and we're going to go through the, uh, trials and tribulations of, uh, AK 47. I'm calling him. (laughs) (laughs) So can you talk us through Rob Scott Wilson on the floor reacting to this? What was going through your mind and how did you feel? I had a lot of emotions kind of hit me at once. I told, I was was sitting on my floor and I was, I was just like, I ended up having to stare at myself in this mirror that was like two sliding glass doors. I just like sat there. I remember it's like staring forward but i was just kind of blanked out and i was just listening and i was like this is my career this is my craft and like i don't know I, I never thought like if i would be approached i don't know about doing something like that that it would have interest me the way that it did but it sounded like so much fun and it sounded like such a breath of fresh air and these guys are my family you know albert is my guy and everybody over there is just you know we, we've become close you know it is business and it is um you know it is show business and you know quote unquote, but you know, I do feel a, a level of loyalty to them. And I knew if I wasn't doing daytime or I thought if I wasn't doing, if I was playing another character, it, it wouldn't be, you know, I, it'd be in daytime again. I really enjoyed Ben and I couldn't imagine having a, um, a more level, like layered fun character to kind of dive into like I did with Ben. It was really a blessing. I really got to, you know, explore my craft more and really do, I've done everything with that guy. So I was like, what's left, but the way he presented it and the way that you know, Ron, I, I'm assuming really Ron created a lot of the, all of this and, you know, dove back into the history of the show. And I think kind of maybe him and, and, and the rest of the writers took notes on things I've said over time about who I'd like to work with more or um, things like that. Or maybe saw certain chemistries with, uh, you know, Wally Kurth, who plays my, my dad now. Um, he, he was my lawyer for, for Ben. All these little things came together and I was like, this is like, I was excited right away. I was just refreshed, but I was, it was like time slowed down. And I was like, this is really happening. I was like, this is really what's being presented here. And I have to decide whether or not I want to do this. And for me, it was immediate. Yes, but I just wanted to know more. And they gave me about that much. They gave me a little, I know this is probably not being recorded for video, but I'm making a circle the size of uh, an inch here. And uh, they gave me about that much info about this guy. So I, I was super excited. I felt like this could be very refreshing. And then I thought, what are all the fans going to say? Because we built up this badass fan base and I don't want them to, to, to absolutely just turn suit. But at the same time, there has to be that. There has to be that conversation of, you know, oh, well, I like Ben better. I miss Ben. Oh, no, I like Alex. I want to see who this guy is. Well, I like Rob and I want to see him just act, whatever it may be. All that conversation all fuels this machine. And so far, so good. Um, I was just really excited and, and it felt really refreshing. Mm-hmm. And uh, pretty much my next step of work, you know, as an actor and as, you know, just a professional in what we do is I try to figure out his backstory because I wasn't going to go into this blind like I did with Ben. When I started Ben, I just simply, I don't know, I didn't have enough and I didn't, I wasn't there enough to dive into all the things and ask all the questions I knew, I know now to, to ask. So I think the next, uh, next order of business per se was to get Marnie on the phone. Um, Marnie Syed, our casting director, who was a, a good friend of mine. And um, we always chop it up about work or, you know, new characters when we're testing new characters to come in, um, new roles, if I, you know, screen test with new girls or whatever it may be. And I started running some questions by her. 
because I wasn't sure I wanted to bring everything to, to Albert and Ron. I know these guys are busy. And I was like, let me talk to Marnie a little bit. And then I talked to Ron and started giving my ideas and my opinions for him while not shying away from what we know we want to keep in place for him. And also what the network approves, because I, even though we're not pulling the wool over anybody's eyes look-wise, however, we have to change him up from Ben, you know, and it, and it may not be enough to just put him in a new suit. We got to do a couple little things here, but I mean, I feel it's a, it's just completely different from head to toe with him because he's just his physicality, the way he carries himself, the way he operates in life. And it's, it's, I'm trying my best to make sure that he is everything opposite of Ben. And if I find myself in a place where that's something Ben would do, I kind of have to make some adjustments, which I've, I've had, which has happened a couple of times over the, over the course so far, but um, it's been amazing so far. I'm having like the most fun I've ever had. It's really, really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, now at the risk of maybe upsetting anyone listening by bringing up Ben's past, you know, there was a very big story point that ultimately became part of, you know, Ben's character, which is that he was a serial killer. And I feel like for everything you did, the success you ca- uh, found with that character was in spite of that. Now you have a character who has none of that. Is there something liberating about not having to sort of work with a complicated, you know, twist like that in your past as a character? Yeah. I mean, I was in this, you know, as Ben, it's like, I sit no matter what in this darker place, even in moments of joy, it is a self-deprecating moment that, you know, I know the audience can feel because I feel for him and I, I love them. So he always has this thought of like, you know, something else going on in the back, but that doesn't mean that Alex can't have something like that. You know, no, he does not have the weight of being a serial killer. Uh, but <laughs> he uh, he has things that he's done wrong over time or things that he's nervous of what he's inherited from his family, whether it be the, the ways of his mom, the ways of his dad, um, being separate from family, things that make him tick in the back and make him operate a certain way and may not always be the best or may not always be, um, you know, mannered, you know, mm-hmm. the way he, he is with some women and the way he can be so forward. But there's a reason why he does that. There's a reason why he's overcompensating in certain places or whatever, whatever that may be. So he has a different level of um, those layers to dig through. And it is no matter what, it doesn't bear that same cross that Ben had, you know, but it does have weight and it does have, you know, uh, it does have his, his own level of depth that I'm trying to figure out that we're weaving through to understand him. You know, we watched Ben's story unfold for many years and we kind of all went on this journey of where he was, where he went and how he's coming back from it. We're starting that now just in a lighter place. You know, um, I get to dive a little bit more now into the comedy side of things. I, I, I have lines that are written and scenes that are written now that are so great and fun and the opposite of what I've done for so long. Um, it's just like a new opportunity and it just feels, it just feels good. Um, yeah. So, and I, and I get to do it in my own backyard, which is really, really great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, no more serial killer <laughs> yet. Who knows? Maybe Alex takes a wild turn. <laughs> he's got plenty of suits and ties to, to do his thing with. He decides, so. He's got way a more lot of, of practicing. Practicing yeah, he's got way more of a guys. repertoire than Ben. Ben had to like go <laughs> dig up a box under the bed. You know, Alex has like a whole line of them. He's got options. Hermes, Ferragamo. He's good. Oh, are you kidding me? Saint Laurent, Hermes. Yeah, right. He's got it. Whatever you he's need. Good. He's Dior. Good. He's gonna do it in style. Yeah. <laughs> so what did it mean to you 
that the show obviously valued you enough and saw you as an asset worth keeping uh, that they would, you know, were willing to do something a little outside of the box in order to keep you as a viable player in town. That in itself was not only because I was really refreshed by the character, but that in itself was really the the biggest, really compliment to, to my work. And uh, it's nice to get that trust and that validation um, as actors. You know, we may not always get it. It may not always be immediate. Sometimes it, it comes in different ways, but um, I believe that was the best compliment I could get. And I'm just forever grateful to them and to trust this because you know what? If there was something down the road and, you know, he was off campus for a while and I, I kind of, you know, I was doing my own thing, whatever, whatever I'd be working on afterwards. And they reached out to me and they had this idea. That'd be still really great. But we're, we went through a wall that you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm not sure there's been a turnaround of like a, a series regular on any of these daytime shows that has done a new character within two weeks. And I think that was the biggest hurdle to get over because we didn't give anybody that much of a chance to adapt to me not being there and then showing up. So we had to come in with so much difference and so much, um, I wanted to lead in as, as just bravado. And this guy is, you know, confident, fun, everything different, just this, you know, shot of lightning that comes through. Uh, I just wanted that to be leaned into so much that it could possibly help alleviate the fact that we just saw Ben not too long ago. Um, but for them to give me the opportunity to do that, I am forever grateful. Um, like I said, it was a, a huge reason of why I also said yes and also wanted to dive into this, knowing that there could be some, you know, ripples in this and there, should, there could be some waves. But um, they trusted me to do it. And you know what? This is a well oiled machine. These are people that have been doing it for a long time. Each of them are there for a reason. And, uh, you know, Albert and, and Ken Corday, for them to green light it and to kind of tell me what they already ran it by the network before they even ran it by me, which I was like, damn, all right, <laughs> no pressure. So we got to change up some things. Okay, all right, network wants uh, my hair to be longer and grown out. Why don't we wear some glasses? Let's do some glasses. I would have offered that. You know, I was like, okay, we talked about this. So it's on me now. I was like, okay, um, Throw me the ball, you know, let's, let's, let's play. And then we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm just super grateful. And the, the amount of trust that they put into me for that is uh, that is for me, my own, you know, not as Ben, but as Rob, that is my, you know, weight to bear. And to know that I am going to go into this and undertake this and go along for whatever comes at me and um, just try to make this as different and as fun and as um, interesting as possible. So I'm super grateful. Mm -hmm. Now, as you mentioned, there was a very quick turnaround. So what were those two weeks like for you, like leaving Ben behind and then creating Alex? Leaving Ben behind and creating Alex. Um, well, I already knew I had a tie up, even though I knew I was about to embark on Alex, I had a tie up storyline with Ben. So I'm thinking about what's about to happen with Alex. And I'm like trying to create these things and these questions in my head and these, all these backstories and all these reasons why. So I'm making the phone calls trying to dig up as much as I can, begging for some scripts to come in. And they didn't have them all. They just had the outlines. So I started getting the scripts and doing my thing. But I still had to tie up Ben. We had a bunch of story that we had to wrap up. So I did that. Um, and then they called about Beyond Salem too. The timing was perfect. Um, so we got to do a little bit more Ben and see that happy ending happening after. We had to shoot the Beyond Salem stuff. So we got to see another part of that happy ending for, for Ben and Sierra and where they, where they sail off to. We get Hope involved and Bo coming back, you know, all these great things. So it really fit that mold. But for me, I was excited to do the Peacock because I knew this was the transition that was eventually going to happen. And I knew the more that we can get behind that, the better. And the more I wanted that, um, which was great. 
But in the back of my head, I just had this preparation of Alex coming on board. And I even, there was one point that last week, or excuse me, the first week in between, first I had a little bit of downtime. Those two weeks, there was some downtime and I, I, um, I was still working at trying to get as much information as this is possible. But I was like, you know what? This is going to be a, a short break because when I start this thing, I have a feeling we're going to launch it out of a can and not going to be, there's not going to be a lot of downtime. Uh, so I wanted to, you know, live a little and do my own thing for a little bit and then come back as this new, new guy. Um, but the, the two weeks at, or, you know, a week or two after that, I was still tying up the Ben story. So there were days where I would be playing Ben and the next day playing Alex. And then there was a couple days, one or two. And that was kind of the most fun. Cause I was like, this is, this is some thespian shit going on right now. I would be playing it Ben in the morning for a couple scenes. And then at the end of the day, I had to go pick up on Alex. And I did that only like one or two days, but I will never forget because I was like, this is, this is amazing. This is, uh, this is as fun as it can get. You know, I get to play this one side of me and yeah, how everybody knows me and who this is. And I get to jump into a whole nother range in the same day on my own home turf. And it was just awesome. It was awesome. I love it. So I want to hear more about the conversations about physically differentiating between the characters. You know, um, feel like there's something else, you know, new going on with the bangs and there's the glasses. Um, <laughs> but you know, you could have gone bigger, uh, could have been a, a wig, yeah. could have been a oh, mustache, yeah. you know, what, oh, what, yeah. what kind could of have been blonde. <laughs> yes, exactly. I wanted to do that. I wanted to do that. You know, there was a long time ago, I was just kind of just trying to switch things up. It was years ago now, but I actually reached out to Albert because it was when I was kind of coming in and out of the show, excuse me, out of the show. And I was like, Hey, Albert, I might be uh, cutting my hair a bit and bleaching it. Um, I just wanted to run that by you guys. I'm just switching some things up. I'm auditioning for some stuff and I want to just switch up my look a bit. And he's like, no, keep it dark right now. And I was like, well, I'm not really working there right now. And he's like, no, no, you're coming back. Hang on. I'm, he goes, he's like, we're going to figure it out. I was like, all right, no blonde. Uh, that was, that was years ago. Um, so this time around, I don't know if I brought it up or not, but I already knew I was going to have enough difference. As soon as I heard about this guy, I was like, I know exactly where I'm taking this guy. I know just the characters and the, the roles in my head that pop up that remind me of him. You know, he's got this, he's got this mix of Matthew McConaughey, ghost of girlfriends past mixed with, you know, Jeremy Piven's Ari Gold and Entourage mixed with, uh, you know, some boiler room esque material. And, uh, and then he also reminded me a bit of, uh, uh, Christian McNamara, the, 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 one of the doctors from Nip Tuck, one of Ryan Murphy's shows back in the early two thousands, he was like that. And then the brother, Sonny was more like Dylan Walsh's character. That was the dynamic. And it also was presented to me the, um, the idea of him and, and Sonny having this relationship, like, um, succession, like the brothers in succession. And I was like, eyes lit up. I was like, I know where to go with this. Mm -hmm. But we still had to change his look because network needed to see a difference between <laughs> as best as they can. They're like, listen, we know, we know this is Rob, but we need to at least give it a little bit of some stuff. So um, no blonde. We just, we did a screen test and I did, I don't even ever want to see these things. I grew my hair as much like much as I could in two weeks, you know? <laughs> so I was like, I am not a magician. I was like, please don't, 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 don't play me and put me in one of these wild wigs and shit. This will not go over well. <laughs> I was like, I will, I want it to be, you know, kind of a little messier, a little frivolous, like careless, longer, whatever. And then maybe one point so we can maybe slick it a little bit more, a little more like comb over style, mad men, you know, something like that. Um, and I was like, I love the glasses. Got to do glasses. Um, you know, and then he takes them off because it's hard sometimes what I was seeing in the monitors. I, I watched the tapes that we would do. I would shoot it in my dressing room on the monitor because I wanted to see what was working and what wasn't. 
And there were moments where I couldn't always connect as well with the glasses, I feel, because you couldn't always see my eyes because of this like glare sometimes. Mm -hmm. That is just nature of the beast with lighting sometimes. So I take them off in really heavy moments sometimes, or I, you know, if I feel like if it's not a super close up, I don't know, I switch it up. Um, but the bangs we did, uh, mess it all up and you know, we tried a bunch of different things, but we did a screen test originally with like five different hairstyles. And man, I was just like, this is not happening. <laughs> I was like, none of these are really doing the deed. I was like, I got an idea. Let's mess this thing up. You know, try a couple different things. And we went with that just down kind of like a wetter look supposedly. Um, and then the glasses, the suits always are completely different than Ben. He's a flashy cat. He's a, he's a well-dressed guy. Um, but, uh, we've, we've transitioned now because I've been doing this, even though it just started, I've been doing this for like seven months now. So time has passed. So we've slowly changed his hair a little bit. And as what we're doing right now, it's a little bit more back to where I was and a little bit more me and, uh, and, and Ben, I hate to say it. I don't want to say it. But the hair, <laughs> hair has been changing a little bit over time and we're kind of gradually getting, uh, back to what I like to wear. Um, but for that first, I'm going like, to prepare now. I'm going to start preparing an in memoriam uh, montage of your bangs. Oh, man. <laughs> we, I hope we can cut up a video out there. Like all, all those fresh bang looks. No, there's a lot more bangs where that came from. Don't worry. <laughs> um, well, obviously, Alex is very different from Ben in the financial department. So tell us what it is like to play a rich character versus one that isn't as wealthy. Oh, let me tell you, the top is so much better than the bottom. <laughs> he's, uh, he, he's got some money. He's got some, uh, you know, style. You know, the, the, the burden of that is is uh, is not the same. You know, one of the many burdens that Ben had to, to carry. You know, this guy comes from money. He's successful in business. And he's there to help the family. He knows it so well, but he doesn't lead with about the money. He doesn't brag about that. Even though he's this very charismatic guy, he's not like, I'm rich and can buy you type situation. He's more, I'm smarter than you and I'll take it if I need to by any means necessary. Um, and I think with that came his financials. Um, and he's a curiosity, so they got old money. You know, right. they, got, they got old money. So it, it's really fun to play that, you know, because... You know, some certain characters that always inspired me, like some of the ones I just spoke on, um, they, it was just nice to dive into that. And especially long term, you know, I've done little projects before where, you know, characters were a little bit more well off than than uh, something I've been doing on days. But um, this one is this one's the best. It's really fun. Whose bank account do you think is more enviable, Alexander Kariakis or Petey Cortland? Ooh, All my children. Damn. <laughs> A good one. I'm going Alex Kiriakis. I mean, I have to. He's older. He's more established. Um, yeah, overseas money. He's got overseas money. He's got accounts in Panama. He's got all types of shit going on. So, yeah, I'm going to say Alex Kiriakis. But we haven't seen Alex in a Porsche. And we saw we saw P.D. Cortman's Porsche. Exactly. So, Indeed. So he might be really rich, but he might ride a bus. Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody knows. Uh all right. Well, speaking of the Kiriakis clan that you are now part of in a slightly different way than you were when you married into it, um, as, <laughs> as Ben, uh, yeah. I talked to Wally Kurth like very early on mm -hmm. when he just started playing Alex and he was so excited for people to see it. He spoke so glowingly of how uh, impressed he was by how seriously you were taking it and how invested you clearly were in making it work and making it the best it could be. So tell us about... Uh, getting to work again with your old lawyer, Wally Kurth, and now be, get to play his son. Oh, 
I love that guy, man. He is a class act. He's the real deal. And, um, you know, uh, he, day one, you know, I had nerves about this day one. We, they shot a bunch of uh, behind the scenes and they kind of chopped up a video with an interview that Wally and I did later on that week. And they really followed this journey of me starting this new character. And I was super grateful, a little bit of pressure, but I had, I had some just, even though I was excited to do it, I was still a little nervous. And then day one happened. And I stepped, even before that, even just sitting with, with Wally um, and, and being able to run with him and, and Judy, and then Zach came in and everybody was so great. And I mean, these are all people I do know, but it's different when you, you know, step on the field with them per se and kind of register it all. Um, and I already knew Wally and I had good rapport, but it just clicked right away. And he's just available and open and cool and just a good actor. Um, even greater guy, you know, just a cool guy. And um, day one, all of my nerves just went away. And I was like, this is going to work. I was like, no matter what, it's just going to work. There's just too much good chemistry amongst everybody to, if I'm having this much fun, how can it go bad? And if it did, you know what? Say lovey. However, I didn't believe that. And Wally was a huge portion of making this, this thing fly. And, you know, I think that started beforehand, maybe when they were in the writer's room developing this, um, it just works. And he's, he's, He's fantastic. I'm so grateful. He's he's my dad now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's great. Well, this move also gives you a different family connection to Victor Kariakis. So tell us about working um, in now in this capacity and just about the legend that is John Aniston. The legend that is John Aniston. That is no understatement. He uh, He's somebody I got to do some epic scenes with with Ben. You know, uh, we didn't always work together, but whenever somebody asked me who I'd like to work with more, I always said John. And, you know, over time, it's happened and it's come to, you know, reality. And, uh, I mean, we've had wild scenes with him as Ben. So as Alex now, um, uh, it's a different rapport and he's still just as stern. He's still just as, you know, smug with me as he should be. He's in charge. You know, I'm simply a peon compared to, to, to Victor Kyriakis. And, um, but Alex likes to go up against him. He likes to kind of bust his balls per se. He kind of likes to like poke and prod at him. Um, especially because Aunt Maggie takes Alex's side. Um, but with that being said, we get in the business. And Victor, even though he talks down and has all the power over Alex, he knows that he's uh, a killer in business. And he has the ability to, um, you know, really help the company. Even though he might not want to say it, he wants to give responsibility and, and, and a little bit of control to Alex. Um, and maybe that's what Alex's whole goal was, you know? You also mentioned Zach Tinker as uh, your 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 brother. Uh, so obviously he's newer in the role, but tell us about getting to work with him. Uh, I mean, again, day one, and that's somebody we had zero, uh, you know, work together. That is somebody we've never worked together before. And another re- huge reason, and that's a relationship you're going to see develop because I think that clicked probably the most because they're similar ages. It's a little bit more of a, you know, we see that in television a lot, brothers, going up against each other or fighting for the same cause, but yet still having the, the dramatics and the, and the, and the trials and tribulations amongst themselves, like these succession shows. It's very much so that relationship and succession. I see that in the world of Salem. Um, he's incredible. You know, he put on that, he put on that, that role and, and put on those, those clothes as, as sunny and forget it, man. He's been, he's been fantastic. He's super fun, always well-prepared and always available. You know, I can't tell you how many times we, we just riff through some of these things and, you know, obviously sticking to the lines, but we, we add as much flavor as possible. And it's nice to kind of be in the kitchen with somebody like that because he works the same way. 
and he, we find these little moments in between that really make it great. So um, he is no doubt a, a, a rock star. I'm glad it, I'm glad it, it paired up like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, if you had to guess, what would you think Ben would think of Alex? <laughs> ben, ben would think, who is this guy? <laughs> that would be his first thought. <laughs> who is this guy? And uh, I think if they met, I think, I think Alex would want to be friends with Ben. And Ben would probably just be like, yeah, I'm cool, but prove yourself to me. Because right now, um, this suit is a little bit much. And uh, you keep looking at my girlfriend. And uh, if we can get over those two things, I think we're going to be cool, Alex. (laughs) I think that's what it is. Something like that. But I think they'd get along. I think they'd be a nice yin-yang because that's how I look at them. They're the yin-yang. So let's talk a little bit about that ending stretch that you played out as Ben. So it was just about a year ago that Sierra got her memory back and Ben and Sierra remarried. And not long after that, they had a baby on the way that the devil had big plans for. Um, (laughs) So in playing out that arc, you know, were you glad to have uh, your leading lady, Victoria Conifal, back on a more regular basis in order to pick up that Ben Sierra storyline and kind of give the fans what they were looking for? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we had to, you know, there, there, there was no way there was going to be a recast in the middle of that story. You know, there was just too much going on, too many loose ends, no happy ending. And maybe not everybody gets the happy ending, but um, that made such a big wave that we had to pay homage to it. So of course, yeah, we, we, we did some great work and got it done. And um, I think, I hope gave as much of a happy ending to the audience as we possibly could within our own means and going through all these storylines and going through all these, every time they're about to be happy and we think it's going to be a good ending, something happens, you know, and that's the name of the game. You know, that's, that's the world we, we work in, mm-hmm. but yeah, have, having it all come together and, and, and kind of seemingly be this happy ending still pays homage to the, to the history of the show and, and the parents and, you know, the, the Bowen hope um, era, which was the, the, you know, the, the top of the top of the chain here. We were always compared to that. So to be able to pay homage to that and sail off, get the happy ending. If this was a film, what more do you want? You know, we got it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it was it was it was a good ending, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, tell us about your skills as an on-screen dad. What was it like to play with the babies? Who did you ever get a baby or were they all dolls? They look like blankets. No, yeah, we had a we had a fair amount of dolls and blankets, but we did have a a, a baby that was the best little baby. Um, I specifically remember because it was the most recent on uh, Beyond Salem when we brought in uh, little Bo. He was the most well behaved little baby, and he was so cute and it just so well behaved that it was uh, it was heartwarming, you know, because he was he was such a good little baby, and it, it always helps for the work. But it also helps as for us to be like the sweetest little baby. It just brings something different out of you. And uh, yeah, it's kind of, uh, it's, it's amazing. You know, it's the closest experience that I've, I could have as, as a dad is, is playing one on TV right now. So, you know, uh, it really brought out something different in, in everybody and everybody on set, you know, is having a sweet, like innocent little baby and uh, the protection that comes out of that. And, you know, the whole story of, of what this all was to see him being calm and okay and healthy and in this good place and the families all together. It was really, it was really sweet. Mm-hmm. So when you, when you look back now at the totality of the Ben and Sierra pairing, um, are there particular, you know, sin scenes or storylines that stand out the most to you or mean the most to you? Mm. The initial story of, you know, 
redeeming Ben, which is going to the cabin. So those cabin scenes, those initial ones were always landmark. Next ones I'd have to say, oh my God, I mean, I can go through all of them. Um, Jesus. Probably rescuing Sierra from the car explosion. That was a big one. Um, and then having her lose her memory. Those whole moments were angst and, and, and drama and all the stuff that we love about, you know, the, the show and that, that type of dynamic of fighting for your love type situation. Um, also her saving Ben from uh, so many times, but mainly the, the main one was getting the, the lethal, lethal injection. injection. Yeah. The lethal injection was probably, that one was crazy. And uh, having, you know, everybody in that room watching it go down, we shot that and they took a lot of time and care with that. And that was, uh, that was an epic, epic story too. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been a bunch, you know, I've been doing it for a long time. It's been years, you know? So there was just that alone. It was like, like four years, five years of it, I think mm-hmm. something like that. So like, there's so much story that happens in six months. So in five years, we got to really, we got to really tell some tales and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, now, did you have any trepidation at all for your future when you heard that Victoria was planning to leave? Like, did you wonder what are they going to do with me and Ben? Yeah. I mean, I thought of it, but I, I was like, you know, at the end of the day, I, I started here without that and I'm going to eventually end without that. And that's just kind of the nature of the beast. You know, uh, we're individuals, you know, even though it's a, it's a pairing that works on television, there has to be a, a difference of the two characters and to stand alone and be able to do their own thing. So it didn't really, it didn't really, I thought about it cause I knew it was eventually going to have to happen with Ben. And I just figured there'd be some downtime and they'll figure out something with Ben. Um, I had no idea it would turn into this, which is 10 times better, but, um, yeah, it definitely crossed my mind, but I wasn't putting all my, uh, you know, I wasn't putting all my, uh, my bets on that and like, ah, what am I going to do? No, it's just, it's two different characters that were standing alone before and after they met each other. So, you know, those stories have to find their own feet again, you know, but to get a happy ending and a whole new character, that I could have never expected. You know, I, I really couldn't have, not, not this soon anyway, you know, for sure. What will you miss about working with Victoria? Um, I'd have to say probably just the fact that we was so well oiled because we've done it so many times, you know, we, we just would click up and it would just always work. Um, I don't know. It just always worked. So it was always bankable, you know, it was bankable, you know, whether we get one take or, or 30, it's bankable and always well-prepared and it just worked. It was really, it was really just easy. We showed up, do the work and that was it. You know, we have to do our own preparation and do everything we normally do, but just like any good chemistry, it would just work. Well, there were a whole constellation of relationships that you developed as Ben outside of Sierra, of course. Uh, the Ben and Marlena relationship stands out as a significant one. So tell us about working with Deidre Hall and what stands out to you about the importance of Marlena's role in Ben's life. I mean, she, she stepped in as like the only mother figure he had, so to speak, you know? So, I mean, Deidre, and also me and Deidre had a great relationship and, and super cool and became friends, but she really rallied for Ben and for me at the these stages of trying to start this whole redemption story of getting him out of Bayview back in the day, you know, when he was doing his time. I'll never forget those moments. We sat, sat across from each other and did all these scenes and all these pages of, you know, heavy dialogue and, and Ben pleading his case and, you know, I think there was just another, another good connection, you know, sometimes it just works. Um, it just clicks and comes together and Deidre's always prepared. And uh, I was always doing my best to be wildly prepared. So whatever happens in the moment, we're, we're free to go there. And uh, it just worked, you know, it's, it was just good chemistry and it was a good dynamic. So 
um, she is another one, man. Absolute legend. So uh, I, I hope Alex gets to get some story with with Marlena. We'll see. He sounds like he needs therapy too. <laughs> oh, he, 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 he could get a nice dose of that. He could. He sure could use a couple of sessions for sure. Come on, his mom got killed in a hotel room. There's all sorts. Yeah. Of things. What do you mean? You don't think he's overcompensating for something? He's got to see a doctor. He's got to do something. That is hilarious. Okay, now. <laughs> As you mentioned, uh, because of the way that all of this timing shook out, fans like didn't have to wait very long to find out how Ben and Sierra were doing on their travels uh, because the two characters were featured on Beyond Salem Chapter 2. So I want to know, first of all, what it was like for you to see and work with your fellow Bostonian Christian Alfonso again uh, when she came back to reprise the role of Hope. Uh, it was awesome. It was just the, the Boston Tea Party all over the place. Um, <laughs> No, nah, she she's great. I mean, I've I from day one, my first scene ever um was with Christian Alfonso, you know. So I mean, we've had some rapport for so many years now. And, you know, every time each of us are back home in Boston and go buy certain shops or whatever, we'll message each other, you know, uh mainly a coffee shop that's <laughs> in, in Boston. Like we have good rapport. She's just great, you know. And um another one, man, you know, another legend, you know, been doing it for so, so long and uh to see the the story develop. Uh, the way it did and, and the character development and our own personal relationship, you know, was, was always good and cool. Um, she, uh, you know, the, the stories for so long was Ben trying to get the mother to accept him. And then he just didn't care if she accepted him. And then he did care. And then he tried again. And it was just all the, that dynamic and that roller coaster and to see it come full swing and come to the end. And, you know, we're, we're stepping in the, the, the same shoes as Bow and Hope. And now we have the the son named after her, you know, husband that had passed. It's just a good, it was a good story. And I think they did, they paid a lot of homage to the history and what was uh, so important over the years. And, you know, to kind of help pass that torch and carry it forward. And I think that's really a huge part of the, the history and the, the nature of, of days. Uh, so this marked the first time you got to meet Peter Reckel, who returned as Bo, Ben's father-in-law. Uh, that first meeting was actually documented on video and shared on social media. So what do you remember about meeting Peter? It was funny because I, we, I wanted to meet him. We both did. We wanted to meet Peter, but you know, I was exhausted. And I just changed clothes and I threw on my mask because obviously everything with COVID is so tight. And I was just like exhausted. And I remember running to the top of the stairs and all of a sudden it was like, boom, it was a camera in my face. Peter and I was like, Oh, okay. And I didn't know they were even like shooting it yet. I thought, it, I don't know what they're doing. I was like, maybe they're just holding the camera, figuring out what they're going to do. I didn't know they were just waiting for that. So it was just uh organic introductory, you know, which was really cool. Um, and I'm glad they, they shot it. And then we went into the room and took some pictures with all of us. And it was just really cool, you know, because this is a guy I've heard of uh, for so long and he obviously did an, an amazing job that really stuck with the fans as Bo for, for many years and there was a lot of comparisons of Bowen Hope and Ben and Sierra. So it was kind of nice to put a, a face with a name in, in real time. You know, it was really, really great. He's a really cool dude. Did you get a chance to like spend any time with him behind the scenes or was that sort of like a one and done thing? Honestly, the, the, between the scheduling and how the show was shot, there wasn't a whole lot of that. You know, there, there really wasn't a whole lot of time to, to pick his brain on things or get to know him that much better. It was very quickly. And um, that's just the way it's been. And also with the times that we're in right now, nobody's really hanging out and being able to congregate. And, and it's a little bit more, uh, I'm not going to say divided, but it's, it's a little, you know, it's just cautious. You know, we can't, we're not always, we can't hang out in the hallways. We can't always spend a whole lot of time in the dressing rooms. It's gotten a little better over time, but like um, it's just not the same as, as before. So um, unfortunately due to the times I didn't get to hang out with them as much as uh, we'd all like, but 
Uh, maybe he'll be back one day, you know? And maybe you can, can talk to Alex, give him some pointers. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are related, right? <laughs> yeah, they got, they got some blood. Yeah. Um, now, another soap vet who was part of the Beyond Salem mix this time around was Steve Burton, who played Harris. So tell us about meeting and working with Steve. Steve is a great dude, man. We we showed up and I didn't know that he was playing Harris. So I, I was just reading this stuff and I was like, oh, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end up facing off with this guy. I wonder who it's going to be. I show up and it's Steve Burton. I was like, oh, I know, I know this guy. So I introduced myself, welcome, welcome him to our, uh, to our little, our little, our little show. And, uh, you know, he was just a cool guy, always prepared, had a, had a good time. I think he enjoyed himself. I hope he enjoyed himself. And, um, you know, we get us, we get some great scenes and we ended up becoming buddies. You know, he's been texting me and messaging me. I'm going to hop on his, his podcast. Actually, he's doing, he's doing one. And I told him, um, uh, I'd love to, I just, the schedules have been crazy between work and travel. So, um, I'm going to do that with Steve and yeah, he's, he's a cool dude. He's a cool dude. Harris was fun. It was fun. <laughs> so for you in terms of like the schedule on the day at work, is there any difference for you between working on the mothership show versus the peacock show? Well, initially with the, it, it, they run hand in hand, but I did have all my shows. I did uh, four or five episodes. I believe this last time and it was stretched over two weeks, but those days with the peacock shows were generally longer. They did take a, a few more shots, you know, a, a few more takes, so to speak. Um, a little bit more time was invested. So the Peacock show for Beyond Salem was a little bit longer of a day, every day. Um, and there were moments where, again, I would be doing that and then jumping back into Alex. And those were some of those moments of having to do both in the same period of time. Um, so those days were a little bit longer, but very doable and um, exciting because I like to see how everything was, you know, paying off as well as it did with Peacock. And now with the transition happening, um, I didn't think it was going to be that fast, but clearly we did something right because they believe in us and everything in this world is going streaming now. So they took the time, they took the care, um, they put who they felt wanted, you know, uh, they wanted the stories to be done. And uh, it was just nice to be a part of the whole process. Mm -hmm. um, now, as someone who had already appeared on a show that was streamed, which was the reboot of All My Children, a very different time in the streaming universe. Um, yeah. And it was not as successful as I feel days will certainly be on For Peacock. Sure. Uh, what sure. could you say maybe to assure fans or encourage fans to come over and watch you? now on Peacock starting in September. Oh, I mean, for, for me, it, it's just a no brainer. Other than the point that uh, I, I had said that, you know, I, it happened sooner than expected. We're ready to go. You know, we've, we've done a few shows that went to Peacock already. Um, this is not 2013, 2014 with all my children where, you know, the whole world is in a different place with streaming. You know, we were the first ones through the wall and, you know, we got pretty bloody doing it, but we were able to do it. And there was belief in it that, you know, 10 years ago, we're 10 years later almost every TV is even easier to get to Peacock. And most people are just streaming content. 90% of the time when I put on my television, I'm putting on an app of whether it be Netflix, HBO, Peacock, whatever it is to watch my shows. It makes it even easier. You know, there's something that we become, uh, you know, we're product of uh, habit, you know, creatures of habit. And we put on NBC every day, you know, we leave it. Or we put on CBS every day and we leave it. It's, it's been easy. It's just as easy. And you have this whole library of the old history of days. You can watch all these old episodes too. Like everything is at your fingertips and you don't have to worry about recording it. It's already there. You don't have to, it's just easier. Mm -hmm. And ultimately all the big players, every big show is streaming now. It's just the name of the game. 
So we get to play in that, in that genre now and uh, be a part of the new wave. You know, I'll take, take the history of days and move it to the new generation, which is, which is streaming. And uh, it's such a, such a blessing for the show, you know, it gives it that longevity, you know? So we just got to make sure everybody uh, knows where to find us and that nothing else changes, you know, and we got new cameras. So there's that. So it's going to look, it's going to look even better. Before we completely accept your changeover from Ben to Alex, we got to say one last goodbye to Ben by asking you uh, when you look back on, you know, the whole body of work and all the storylines, some of which you touched on earlier uh, that you played out as Ben. What are you most proud of? What am I most proud of? Um, the whole arc. I'm proud of the whole thing because we saw a complete transition of a human being go through the most traumatic things of his life, not turn cold after, but turn warm and be a, a better person, a kinder person, uh, a more human person. And it was rooted in love rather than all the other things that could come from it. Um, even when he was doing the bad things, it was all from a place of love. And I always try to remember that, that that's the reason why anybody does anything. You know, it is from, a, uh, we hope it's from a place of love. However, it may come out, it may not always feel that way, but um, to carry that story and then ultimately have his redemption, that's, that was everything, you know, sort of play out the whole redemption story of somebody going through something traumatic and coming out better on the other side was without a doubt the most gratifying, you know, and it took a long time. You know, we had a, we had to, we had to win some people over. We had to, you know, win the, win the audience, win the, the characters in front of him. We had a, we had a lot of work to do in front of him. And, um, I'm so grateful to be able to, to, to walk in his shoes and, and help tell the story. It was really, 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 really fun. And finally, what would you like to say to the day's fans who obviously had a lot of love for Ben, but I think are pretty excited to see you in a slightly different light as you take on sure. this new character. I thank you all, you know, love Ben, hate Ben, love Alex, hate Alex. I love you all watch a show. I appreciate you. And, um, I just can't be any more grateful. You know, it, it's already been such a great welcoming and it, I've seen the response and I've heard from producers and everything else. And, you know, they trusted me and, you know, it's already contract time again. And they, they banked on this and they, they saw something they wanted to see more of. And I hope the fans can agree. And, um, here we are. So I, I thank you for following my journey as Ben. Um, I thank you in advance for accepting, hopefully, Alex and uh, hopefully following his too. And uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's see what happens. <laughs> I think it's going to be great. Very excited to see what happens with AK-47, I'll say. AK-47. <laughs> Can we carry that forward? Because yeah. I, I like it a lot. All okay. Right. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep it going. Um, AK-47. And, and thank you, as always, Rob. Third time is a charm. And we hope thank to talk you. to you soon. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Robert Scott Wilson for being our guest. If you like this podcast, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to pick up a new issue on sale now and come back next week for another podcast. 